Would you stand with me? I want to open with one scripture to begin with. But it's going to be a free-for-all throughout the Bible. Amen? 2 Corinthians, chapter number 5. Paul's second letter to the church at Corinth. The coast of the Aegean Sea. The center of the known world at that time for the Greeks. And he's speaking to the troubled church that was existing in Corinth at that time. In verse number 17... He says this, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Old things are gone Old things have subsided. Old things have stopped. Old things have ceased to be. Old things do not exist anymore. And everything has become new. Would you pray with me? Father, I ask in Jesus' mighty and precious name that you would bless my brother and sister this morning. Lord, that you would bless me. That, Father, you would come upon the scene in the power and through your Son and by the might and the existence of the Holy Ghost. Bless us today, Father. Make us aware of your might. Make us aware of the change you require in us. Make us aware of your mighty presence and move upon us, Lord, in a mighty way today. In these things we ask in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. Turn to your neighbor, shake their hand, and tell them, I am for real. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Would you just give him praise one more time? Just go ahead and shoot that PowerPoint up there, brother. Authentic Christianity. To be authentic, to be real. Everybody today says, I... I want to be 100. However you want to say it and whatever generation you're from, it used to be, I'm a chip off the old block. Well, Christ is the chief cornerstone, and the scriptures say that we come from the chief cornerstone. We are molded and shaped into his image. Today we say we're 100. Authentic Christianity means that you are what you say you are. If you're a disciple of the Lord, that means you're a student of Jesus Christ. If you just want to wear him like some sort of moniker and identify that you're a Christian in some sort of way, it's not what I'm talking about this morning. What I'm talking about is being real. I'm not talking about being perfect I'm not talking about being above 
uh, sin or being above a problem. I'm talking about living the example of Jesus Christ as the Holy Spirit has given you the grace. Would you say amen this morning? Go to the next slide, brother. This says, to be authentic means to be of undisputed origin. If you're a child of God today, the family tree is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You have a mom and dad, and some of us had good ones, and some of us may have not had so good, but you have a genetic origin, and your origin can be traced according to your genetics. There's a program that I have seen advertised on TV that will trace your ancestry, ancestry.com. I guess you can spit in a tube and they'll tell you where you came from. But if I spit in a tube, I guarantee you, you won't trace my origin back to some amoeba in a pond. You'll trace it back to Adam. Just like your origin goes back to Adam and Eve, that's where it is traced. But today we're talking about a spiritual origin. Can we convict you today in a court of law of being a Christian? Is there enough evidence against you to find out if you're truly a child of the living God, if you truly can trace your origin back to Jesus Christ, our spiritual origin. Go ahead. And let's go to the next one. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. We're not who we used to be. I don't relish the thought of what I used to do. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm going to tell you about who I am today. Because who I was is not who I am. There has been a transition. There has been more than a metamorphosis. There has been a new beginning, a new creation, a new life, a new birth, a regeneration brought about by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Your spiritual genetics need to be able to be traced all the way back to Calvary where Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price for your change. So if anyone be in Christ, he is new. A new creation, not making over the old, but a brand new. You get a new start. You get a clean slate, brother. Everyone, we come to Christ, we get a clean slate. The old is gone, and the new has come into existence. Now, I will guarantee you that the enemy likes to put in your old information and bring it up all the time. Every time you stub your toe, spiritually speaking, he's going to play the old 
Well, it used to be VHS tape. That's really old. He'll throw in the old thumb drive. He'll throw in the old, the digital recording of what you used to do, and he'll tell you that's really who you are. No, that's who I was. That's not what I am now. I'm having to grow into my new clothes. I'm having to grow into this new man. There is something going on, and I'm becoming aware that I'm a brand new creature in Christ. Let's go to the next one, brother. To be a Christian is to be genuine from the core to the crust. Authenticity. When you examine yourself, you're not only a Christian by what you believe in your head and in your heart. Your Christianity begins to ooze out of the pores of your flesh. And you no longer act the way you used to because Christ and the Holy Spirit has commandeered your body also. Not only saves your soul, he begins to take care of the whole man. He begins to tell you where you can go and where you better not go. What you should do and what you better not do. So this is starting to sound old-fashioned. Yeah, I rode dinosaurs to school, but I have, through my years, come to find out that real Christians are not only Christians, but what comes out of their mouth. They're Christians by what they do. Now, your lack of amens doesn't scare me because I'll be just as loud from here on out. So go ahead and get quiet and sit on your hands. I've been around the block too many times to be afraid of that. From the core to the crust. In fact, leadership. To be a leader is to be a Christian from core to crust. They examine you and they will follow you not by what you say, but by what you do. So Christianity, like the word love, is a verb. It's action. It's acted out in our bodies. Go ahead, let's see what else we got. Jesus is the bondage breaker. When he breaks a chain of bondage in your life, he doesn't want you to bring out your soldering machine or your welder and try to put it all back together. Jesus is in the business of breaking the chains of the enemy. And when those chains are on you, the enemy is trying his best to destroy the image of God. But God has better things for somebody that he has regenerated and renewed and refreshed and given a brand new chance. He breaks the chains and he throws them away. Can you give God praise this morning? Let's go to the next slide. Now we talk about people who are broken. One thing about God, and I don't have it figured out. I don't know why this is, but he delights in broken people. 
He just loves it. It's not that it's a challenge to him because he's God. Now, come on, it's unfair. You talk about challenge. There's no challenge to God. There's no surprising God. There's no impressing God. So he doesn't do it because he's looking for something to do. He does it because he loves people. Take a look at Moses. Moses was broken. He was a murderer. But God changed him from a murderer to a man who led three million people out of Egypt and into the promised land. Give God praise this morning for his abilities. Everybody knows the story of Gideon. That with just 300 men, he went against thousands of the enemy. But the Lord, that says the angel of the Lord, and pardon me because I know the angel of the Lord is Jesus Christ before the incarnate came to pass. Jesus found Gideon hiding. But Jesus called him, O thou mighty man of valor. You see, when God finds you broken and bound and changed up, he has a plan of making you brand new and a mighty man or woman of God to change the world that he has created. The enemy's job is to make sure you don't look to the finished product, but that you're always thinking about what you used to be. He also wants you to set, I'm talking about the enemy, he wants you to set your aim very low. Ladies, if you're dating a loser, Satan is doing his happy dance. If your man doesn't, go, doesn't want to go to work and only wants to practice making babies, you've got a loser. Loser! Big L! Loser! Amen? Amen? Kick him to the curb! Losers just get under my skin. Because Jesus created you to be a winner! A winner! To live up to his mighty, precious name. David, he conspired to commit murder. And had it accomplished. David was a terrible father. Terrible. But the Bible calls him a man after God's own heart. Why? Because God changed his spirit. And did a work within him. So don't use your past as an excuse of why you can't go high today. You can. That's over. It's done. Joseph was an arrogant young man telling his dreams to his older brothers that he would one day rule them. It was the wrong thing to say at the wrong time. It was coming to pass, but it shouldn't have come out of his mouth. So his brother sold him to some traveling salesmen headed down to Egypt. And there he spent time in the prison house, a long time. Some of you are in the prison house and you're staying there because you want to. It's comfortable. It's usual. It's habitual. You become accustomed to it. You need to get out of the prison house. 
the Lord led Joseph out of the prison house and had him stand before Pharaoh and he interpreted Pharaoh's dream and Joseph became second in command of the whole known world at that time, which was Egypt. He was second only to Pharaoh. From a little boy that was thrown in a pit and cast into prison, God transformed him. Paul, the man that wrote two-thirds of your New Testament, conspired to commit murder, was an enemy of God, and God knocked him off his donkey and blinded him for a time, and there was an epiphany. There was a change, a metamorphosis within him, and he became a brand new creature in Christ, and all things passed away, and all things become new. And ye shall know the truth. It's the breaking of the chain. Some people find chains comfortable. They're accustomed to them. Because freedom comes with responsibilities. The children of Israel got out into the Sinai Desert and they wanted to go back because there they had food. There they were accustomed to the lash. There they were accustomed to having food provided for them and there was no faith involved at all. The Egyptians provided it for them as long as they did what the Egyptians wanted them to do, building their cities and maybe the pyramids. I don't know. That may have been before. But they, they were slaves. I'm telling you, you got to break the slave mentality. Go to the next one, please. With liberation comes responsibility. Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He goes on to say, God forbid. Some get the mentality that I'm saved. I, I, I've accepted Christ. I believe in Jesus Christ. He that believeth in this baptized shall be saved. I mean, how can you refute the Bible? You can't. That's getting saved. That's coming to Christ. But living for the Lord is different from just initially receiving Christ into your heart. The Bible says, I keep saying that. The Bible says, the devils believe and tremble. So mental ascent isn't going to take you to heaven. It's having Christ living in your heart on board, allowing him to change you from moment to moment, day to day, year to year, until you become what he would want you to become in this life. Go to the next one, would you? Christ died on the cross that your chains might be broken. What advantage do you have if you remain bound and yet confess Christ with your mouth? There isn't any advantage. If you're just confessing with your mouth and you haven't let him change you on the inside, we've just come to a point of verbiage. Just what you say, but not what you do. Go to the next one, brother. Here's something that I want you to get down in your soul. Being impacts 
doing. Who you are will be what you do. You ever seen those little balls swinging on strings? You've seen them. They look like they're self-generating. You pull one back and it hits another series of balls. And you've probably seen them in the mall. You may have taken them home. I don't know. But they're not very entertaining after about five minutes. (laughs) They just do the same thing over and over. Being impacts doing. Go to the next one. Liars lie. Oh, I did find that. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Thieves, what do they do? They steal. A thief steals. Cheaters do what? I know you've never done that. Cheaters cheat. Being impacts doing. If you're yet living in known sin and you're confessing Christ with your mouth, it's a lie. Just a lie. Liars lie. If you're lying on your taxes, you're a liar. Don't say you're a Christian. You're a liar. If you steal, you're a thief. Don't say I'm a Christian if you're stealing. Cheaters cheat. We live in a generation today where people say they've accepted Christ and yet they continue to live in sin. Sex outside of marriage. If nobody has told you in a while, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's called fornication. I got to tell you the truth. You look in the book of Revelation, all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. Just just saying. (laughs) Just being 100. The fornicator, the adulterer, and all that will commit ungodliness will wind up in the lake of fire. If you want to be a Christian, act it out. Let him begin to live his life inside of you. Let's go to the next one, please. Christianity is fleshed out by action. Talk is cheap. What you do is who you are. Pastor Jeff, you, sometimes you, you, you may struggle because you're not getting a response. I know I'm getting through when I don't get much response. <laughs> because the next time you jump in bed with somebody that you're not married to, you'll remember. <laughs> Hello? Just keeping it 100. Talk is cheap, but actions are priceless. You don't follow Pastor Jeff by what he says. You're following him by what he does. He feeds the hungry. He clothes the homeless. He goes out to where they've congregated and shows them Jesus Christ. That's why you follow somebody. 
You don't want your leaders to be unauthentic. You want them to be true Christians. And I will tell you today, anybody that will moniker the name of Christ and use his name, Christ wants them to be 100 and authentic. Let's go to the next one, brother. What's got to happen? There's got to be a change. I know that it is spiritually changed in your life and in your heart when you receive Christ, and it is absolutely supernatural. You become a new creature in Christ because of his shed blood. And you're not going to heaven by good works. Don't you take this and turn it around. You're not going to go to heaven just by doing the things that I have said you, or not doing the things I said you shouldn't do. That's not going to get you into heaven. Christ has got to be on board and he has got to be your motivator. You can keep every rule in the book. You can have your name on every church in town. And you're not going to heaven because of that. The only reason you go to heaven is because Jesus Christ is your Lord, your Savior, and your Master. The change for all of this is going to take place in your self-will. Christ will save you, but it is your mind that's got to be made up. Sister Liz will tell you, if you're struggling with addiction, first thing that's got to happen, you call on God, get his help on board, and then your mind has got to be made up. Totally made up. You may stumble, you may struggle, but if your mind is made up, you are a new creature and you are a winner. Let's go to the next one, brother. Now, I've chosen to depict the Holy Spirit with wings of fire. So often we have a depiction of the Holy Spirit as a presence of the Lord, or just an aura of some imagination. But I want to tell you today, the Holy Spirit is powerful. Very, very powerful. The third person of the Godhead, as we say, is not third in line. Did you hear what I said? Third person of the Godhead is not third in line. He is God. And it is his function that he has assumed to be on board with you now since Christ has ascended into the heavens and sits on the right hand of God. When you feel the presence of the Lord, you're feeling the Holy Spirit. You can thank the Holy Spirit for everything in this room. You can thank the Holy Spirit for all of creation. You can thank the Holy Spirit for the heart beating in your chest and the brain synapse that is going on as you try to engulf and, and take in all the things that this crazy preacher is saying today. You can thank the Holy Spirit for his divine power and his power to change you. He is a gentleman, but he is powerful. Could go to the next one, brother. I believe this is the last slide, if my poor memory is correct. The change will come when you run the white flag up. Not that you give up on Christianity, or that you give up on your old life. I surrender.
I give up. I'm not perfect, and I know it. But I do know that Jesus Christ is on board, and he is taking over. Christ is still about the task of changing me every single day. But I'm not the person I used to be, Pastor Jeff. I'm not that person anymore. And so when he talks about him, it's as good as talking about a dead man. Don't you believe that dead things are best left buried? I mean, I've, I've put a few cats in the backyard over the years. I have. I mean, that's what we did with them. I figured it would... Help the soil. I remember one time I was out there installing a lawn. I was trying, putting in sprinkler system, installing in the backyard for the kids so they'd have. And I was going along with the rototill, and all of a sudden I saw these chicken bones come up out of the ground. It was a little kitty that we had placed there long ago, so I just quietly put them back in place. Dead things belong below ground and should not come up until the resurrection, right? So your old person that you used to be is not who you are. So quit letting the enemy play mind games with you. That's all he's got is fear tactics and mind games. He doesn't have power over you. You give him power when you sit there and shrivel and, and quake and, and then go off and do the things that the world does and give power to what he's saying. When you fornicate, you're giving power to the enemy. And then you wonder why calamity has come at home. You're not aligned with Christ. It's not that God is punishing. You're punishing yourself. Just punishing yourself. And the Holy Spirit will get through to you eventually. I hope it's not after the rapture. Because this church will be filled the day after the rapture. They'll be calling up Pastor Jeff. And he'll be getting a string, him and Jen will be getting a string of recordings, but nobody's going to be there to read them, to hear them, to listen to them. I'm telling you, get it right now. Flesh out your Christianity and put it into action. Act like a Christian. You want to come to my house? You can come to my house. You can go through my refrigerator. There's no beer. You can go to, into my safe where everything's sacred may be. There's no inappropriate material. You can go to my web pages. You can search my search history in my computer. You can look over my shoulder. It's not that I'm perfect. It's that I'm transparent and I'm real and authentic. Aside from all that, you ask that woman right there. She'll tell you if I'm authentic or not. Because if I'm not authentic, when I'm on my way home, she'll let me know about it. <laughs> Be authentic. Be a Christian. Surrender. Give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you stand with me? If you've been giving the Lord lip service... 
and you really want to flesh out your Christianity, surrender this morning. Surrender. You're going to be happy. Your family's going to be happy. You'll be able to sleep at night. You won't feel conviction when you come to church. You'll be able to look somebody right in the eyes, shake their head, I'm glad to see you. I know that you're a Christian. I know that you're a child of God. There is witness. There is unity. There is power in the name of Christ and in acting out Christianity in your flesh. Be a Christian. Let everybody know you're a Christian. A Christian on the job. You may need to clean your language up. You may need to throw out some material. You may need to cut off some relationships. Gentlemen, there are just as big loser women as there is loser men. If they keep you out of church, if they keep you doing the same old trash that you know Christ is not... Let go of it. Let go of it. New, new, new in Christ. Father, we thank you today. I know, Lord, this was a quiet sermon, but I know, Lord, you were here. I, I, I love, I want to show them love, but Lord, I can't show them love if, I just, if I'm not real with them. I don't want somebody pointing to me. We stand before the Lord and, oh, Brother Randy, you didn't tell me I couldn't do those things. You didn't tell me it was just, I thought we came to church just to feel good and to shout and thank the Lord for what he did. Well, we do that. But what he did was change us. What he did was save humanity. What he did was redeem mankind from the depths of hell and put them on the highway to heaven. Father, I ask this morning, Lord, that we would be real and authentic with ourselves and then, Lord, to be real and authentic with you. If any man, therefore, be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, all things are past and all things have become new. I wonder today, has the Lord spoken to you? Has the Lord moved upon you in some fashion? Has the Lord pointed something out to you today? It's not that you're going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. But I am what I am. What you see is what you get. It's not a put on. I'm this intense at times at home. I'm an introvert, but I can get intense. I'm intense about Christ. Would you grab your neighbor's hand? I want you to pray for them right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, whatever my neighbor needs, whatever my brother or sister needs today, Lord, I pray that you, that you see to it, Lord, that, Lord, they receive from you what you intend for them to have. Break down all walls and barriers that they may have. Lord, if they have hard feelings at the preacher for preaching the truth, just forget about the preacher and let the Holy Spirit deal with them right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
I want to be real. I want to be authentic. And I want my brother and sister to receive your fullness today. In the name of Jesus.